Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. Today, we have our first official male guest, guys. Big news, big breakthrough, but I'm really excited to have this guy on. We actually started talking from Joe's podcast. He was a host, also he was a guest on my boyfriend's podcast. I was on that anyway. We got chatting and he was so knowledgeable about you know, all the fitness side of the female kind of industry. I thought, right, I've got to get this guy on. So welcome, Mega Marty, to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Jasmine. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. You? Oh, it's going really good. Yeah, I was really looking forward to being able to jump on this with you and nail some more stuff down for sure. I think it's exciting. It's it's what I do for sure. Definitely. We got to this. I think we got to the stage with Joe's podcast. We could have gone on for another hour and a half. And we kind of like, yeah, we need to cut this. Oh, I know. You you guys had to kick me off. You guys had to kick me off. I was so excited. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. So for people that don't really know anything about you, if you could just give a brief overview of like what you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Canada, which is the great white north brother to the, the States. But they I was a personal trainer for years. I currently now do predominantly contest prep and my clientele in the contest prep is probably about and I'm doing that demographic up today, which is great to see where if it's still true. It was about 75 to 85 percent ladies. And I've been doing, we'll say, full time contest prep since 2011 and just fell in love with it. I ended up having starting out with bikini girls and learning kind of how they worked and realizing that over here in Canada, at least yeah. the bikini girls were needing a little bit more of a muscular look, just how the, the judging was going and the in the uh, the equivocal of the NPC for at the time and so really enjoyed being able to help put more muscle on them in that way and then a couple figure girls and a couple women's physique ladies took a chance on me and I ended up having some some champions in that category a couple girls play or sorry uh, my first girl placed first to this year at the national level and I had my other girl play second at the national level first time ever having uh, clients at that level so that was a uh, very very exciting for me and yeah, and it just it, I ended up be becoming an online coach now, and that's it's all I do. I don't have a, a side gig. It is my favorite thing to do. I, I wake up and I start talking back to my clients, and I try to help out when I can if I've got spare time. So that's what I do. You got it. Awesome. So is it mostly? I'm not really familiar with the scene over like Canada in the US. I can imagine you've obviously got the NPC, um, and you've got. I said you've got the like WBFF. Like, is there any other like big federations over there? Well, we have a whole bunch of the different natural leagues, which are the IDFA, the IMBF. I think the biggest one of them is the WNBF. I don't quote me on that. I think that's the World Natural Bodybuilding Federation, and so that one's pretty, pretty large for them too. I know I've got some. I had some girls go down into the states and compete there internationally. We have the IPA, which is the International Physique Association, and they have that there as well. But the predominant ones, especially now, like as we as we chatted last on Joe's podcast, was the the split that's going on right between the IFBB Amateur League and the IFBB Pro League. So the the information is still trickling down. So now what that means is that the CBBF is now its own identity under this newer league called the IFBB Elite Pro. So yeah, I think times are changing. There's going to be a heck of a lot more shows in Canada, which is cool for me because I, I think it's great for competitors can now pick some more shows. They can now pick more opportunities because before, even with the 
numerous amounts of uh, we'll call them smaller leagues, not quite as big as uh, the CBBF was at one point, the Canadian Bodybuilding Federation. Now there's going to be another one called the CPA, which is the Canadian Physique Alliance. So now there's going to be some shows in May, potentially June. And so it's just because we only had June, October and then a one brand new show. This is only going to be its third year here, which, which was it's now in March, but it was in February. So you can only kind of compete in at three times, whereas in the U.S. especially, it's almost like you could pick mm. a show potentially in uh, like every second weekend, every third weekend, which is great for, for your schedule. Right. Because if you don't if you've got something going on during that time, as you're well aware, mm. you can't vis- vi- or, uh, viably do it. You're going to have to. Warp your schedule around and say, well, crap, I'm going to have to wait till the fall type of thing. So, yeah, it's going to be good. But, yeah, we definitely do have some different ones. I've been go- like uh, taking a look at yours now because I have a couple girls over there that have hired me for their 2018 competition year. So I have the PCA. Then yeah. I think it's the UK BFF is the other ones over there. Yeah, and so they're going to be – you're going to see uh, some Mega Marty clients over in the UK. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. you have to come over. That's the next go. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been one of those things that's been on there. So I've gotten a little bit older, a little bit more uh, set up and we'll say life. I'm done the unbelievable amounts of hustle doing the personal training so I can do, I'm all all online now. So I still can respond to my clients while I'm over there so I can take a a workcation and come visit you guys and do some fun stuff around there. I think that'd be great. Love to, love to. So when you look at the the PCA, the UK BFF in comparison to the scene in like Canada and the US. Like the main reason why I'm asking this is because you're probably aware of this anyway. With the UK, they've got the IF, I think it's the Two Bros shows, like the events where okay, yeah, it's basically quite hard for the UK athletes to be able to qualify for IFBB like pro shows and the Olympia. So now this is being brought over to the UK to make it a bit more viable. Um, and I think an interesting okay. question for you, if you could answer it, is what differences can you see? Um, in between, say, the PCA, the UK BFF, in comparison to potentially what they look for in the, uh, well, the other side of the pond, really. Sure, yeah, exactly. So the the couple of girls that I was looking at, because I was looking at their last shows and whatever, is that I know that you guys have the same categories in a sense, excuse me, but you don't necessarily have the same names of them. Like, we just went over... Uh, there is toned figure, then there is athletic uh, figure, bikini toned, uh, toned, or, and, then, and then trained bikini. So they, actually, I like this, and they're going to be doing this in one of the newer leagues over here, is that there are more categories now. I think you mentioned one before we jumped on here, is that it's uh, figure, we'll say leanness or uh, muscle density doing bikini poses and we are just about to get something like that over here so there are more categories for you guys but i think classic we'll call it classic bikini now since it's going to be uh taken off and it's mm-hmm. and it's an even bigger direction i think that that is relatively similar because the other than i know that the shows in europe they're they're definitely very lean like i, I believe that i believe for sure the wbff is kind mm-hmm. of standard worldwide but I do, I, I do believe that PCA is very, very similar to our CBBF, our Canadian Bodybuilding Federation, and just how what the the size of the girls that they're looking for. So, and, and I really do hope that this new IFBB Amateur League, which is now going to have its own divisions in Canada, the U.S., I, I, I bet you you guys are going to have it there too. That might be your PCA or something like that, where that's there, because it's like the MPP, the MPC is now going to the IFBB Pro League, as you probably are well aware. But it's it, it's going to be. Um, 
a little bit more streamlined. So like as in UK girls can come to Canada and they, they look similar. It's not going to be a completely different judging criteria, which I know has been hammering even the US to Canada for years. Like as in Canada, Canadians, uh, as I mentioned, they were look, wanting to be a little bit bigger, a little bit harder. So our women's physique girls at one point were looking like female bodybuilders from the US. And then, and so, and so our bikini girls could potentially, uh, if the structure was right and the posing was right, could have potentially done figure. So the, the differences are less, I would say, between Canada and the UK, but I think that the the the, the USA, at least for the bikini, was uh, after a very um, I, I, I should take away very they were after a soft look. Uh, what what do you find is the like? Do they gauge more towards the harder girls? We'll call them leaner girls, or what? Who is winning the shows over there? I would probably say the harder girls. It's definitely moved more towards the harder, leaner sort of look. Mm. Um, I remember a few years ago, girls would get marked down for having too much of like a, too much of um, like a six pack, like abs. But I know a right. lot more recently with the PCA, they've started to reward girls who are, very, are just very, very lean um, and very, very tight, very conditioned look. And I think mm-hmm. this is my personal opinion here. With the bikini trained and the bikini toned, I have witnessed quite a few times on you know when i've been there myself and on instagram that they've seen to move around bikini toned to bikini trained girls quite a lot oh okay got it i know one girl that came second in the bikini uh trained pca qualifier of mine and then in the finals the week after she got moved down to bikini toned and placed like top six um so yeah i think it's just again i think it's just a case of on the day depends on what they're after but i think they do need a bit more of a harder just like distinguish um what we're trying to say like a better distinction in between the two yeah and and i completely agree with that so now they have a couple new things here too i'm I'm not even going to bother calling them what they are because i don't figure it out yet but there's going to be a new category in between um men's physique and men's classic where it is the the general guidelines they're giving is too big to be men's physique but not big enough to be classic it's kind of what they're going for and then there's a newer one that's going to be more flashy uh figure basically which i think did you say was your bikini trained i believe yeah i think with the men's they call it muscular physique over that, here that, that's the one that's exactly it that's it yeah. muscular physique you got it so we're, we're getting that now we have never had that in in canada so that this is brand new for us this year these two new leagues so i'll be able to tell you a lot more about that as soon as the june shows happen because i'm because like like as in you know when bikini first came out it was something and now it is something else right yeah so and, and and i do agree like i i try not to get too hung up on the it, it depends upon what the judges want they, that that day it it does it does and and it's and it's unfortunate that it is it can go a little bit too subjective we'll say but it's uh i try to flip that around for the girls cuz i know you're a mindset girl is that it's um you, you can take what they told you. Let's say they want a bigger quad sweep. They want a little bit. Maybe you're too defined. They want you a little bit less defined. You take those notes and you take the ball and you run with it. And then if you show up literally doing exactly what they want and they don't reward that, then but at least you can know, hey, I did this. What is it now? So that, and, and that's where it can be kind of uh, oddly progressive. It's because we can, you know, bitch and moan in a sense about 
what they said and say, oh, but then if you do it and then you show up, there's no way that you can be unhappy with that. You can be unhappy with the placing, but you can't be unhappy with your work. And that's really kind of what where I try to guide the girls, especially after the shows, if that does in fact happen, which sometimes it does. They'll say, show up with this and you show up with this and they give you that. So, mm. yeah, it's very frustrating. Definitely. I think that'd be then good to kind of roll into, I guess, like contest prep as a whole. Um, is there kind of like a lead up time that you like to work with girls? Like how do you normally go about working with uh, bikini girls in particular? So why what I used to do when I used to be a personal trainer is I would kind of rent their space they had because the gym would close at about six. And so I would have my bikini girls that were local to me come into the gym after hours at six and we would have the whole it was super cool. too. It was the big entire open gym. It wasn't a studio with mirrors or anything like that. So it was inside the gym with mirrors. And so that it felt like this big open space, which I was like, this is what it's going to be like if you're already weirded out just because usually people are here. And you're in a bikini this is good for you because now you're getting the bigger room you're it's, it feels like you're in this huge room that's what it's gonna be like so i used to do that i, I actually do miss that and what i usually tend to do now is i will outsource my posing especially because and this is I'm, I'm glad you're asking this this is one of the challenges of being an online coach is to find someone in their proximity that i can trust especially now with uh growing clientele in different countries let alone different different uh, provinces is to find that and so i what i really like to do and has worked enough and i'll have to send one for you uh personally jasmine because you'll get a kick out of it so the girls will send me their their kind of tea walk if they do a tea walk or they'll do me their i call it the banana walk because words they just kind of walk out like a but like like banana. a banana because they don't walk straight. You kind of walk out. I say I say walk like a, now that see that there's you're getting coached right now. Walk like a banana. You make it look like it's look like it's a sexy banana. Come out there. You split that banana and then you, you and you wound up on the on the X right and I and then, and so I'll get them to video their banana walk and so then I I will say no no you're not bananaing right and I've I've literally said that because that's um I I try to be goofy as much as I can but also serious because it is if girls are nervous you've got to. In my opinion, I've got, especially as a male posing bikini girls, it's it's got to be safe. You know what I mean? It's just it's so it is. Yeah. And so they, they, they realize uh, who I am, what I am. And that's and that's super fun for me. So they'll video it then. And through either usually Facebook or sometimes Google Drive, they'll send me their video of their posing. And so then I will do my posing and I'll say, here's what you did. And I'll pose like them. I'll say, here's what I'd like you to do and why. And as funny as it is, because then that kind of will get some humor across too, but that will really, and then they'll say, oh, okay, like this. And I have FaceTimed, I have Skyped. So we've lived and I'll say, hand like this, see where your hand's here. And so it does work. And funny enough, that's how I was trained in classic physique posing was I hired Kenny Wallach to me, who is the posing God. And funny, and funny enough, we're talking about this. I believe two weeks ago, he was, cause he, He's, uh, I, well, I think Kenny be 45 or so, and he's, uh, and I'm not going to say out of shape, but he's definitely, his, he's been in ridiculous shape before, but he's, uh, he's not in the shape he once was. And to watch him do bikini poses better than the bikini girls is very inspiring for me. <laughs> so, and, and, and it wasn't, and people were like, who is this guy? I'm like, that's Kenny Wallach. This is the biggest, this is the posing God. And so there he is, and the girls following it, and the girls posing was, he was doing what, 
he did and she was nailing it so that's definitely a big part of it too so if not i outsource to that locally i've got to, i kind of groom some of the people i outsource to and then i really like to try and do as best as i can locally i've got my makeup girls that i like i've got my hair girls that i like i try to say the same thing for the posing i will do with their exercises so if they say i give them a program that I've made kind of based upon their physique and what they need to work on, what they don't need to work on, what they can start to kind of tone down. And they'll say, Marty, I don't feel X, Y, Z. And I, and outside of me kind of drifting into my head, which I've, I, I've got, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at drifting in my head saying, okay, if they're feeling the lateral part of their knee pull during the squat, they're probably caving in say, I'll say, try that. And if not, I'll say video the squat. And then again, I will stand in my kitchen and I will video, I'll, I'll do exactly the posing. Here's what you're doing. Here's what I want you to try doing. And then that's, that's been working out so well and then they can get that which i was a i was a very busy 77 hour a week personal trainer so i i do you don't forget that stuff right you're not going to forget the squat (laughs) and i I squat and i squat all the time anyways right but then having to be able to look at so many girls over the years through from personal training i didn't just jump into online with like a schematic it's it's seeing these problems over the years uh, problems or say I'll say um, a miss technique cues or whatever, and I'll say one or two things to them to get more to work on, and it goes from there. So it really is the the full package, and and I would be be willing to sit on like a debate panel in a sense to people like oh well I, I'm uh, I'm brand new like now okay super rank beginner trainers that have never seen a gym ever. Maybe I'll say, you know what, if I do like a couple personal trainers uh, locally, I will say go see them for a couple sessions just so you know where the machines are, what the machines are, because that learning curve can be hard, of course. And, and then but then from there, I would argue that we, we, we can do it all. We really can. And, and then that can obviously be I don't know what personal training costs over there, but it was around. Oh, right. It can, I know on multiple packages now, I think it's something around seventy, seventy-five dollars for thirty minutes at some places. So seventy-five dollars would be about, I would say, forty, forty-five pounds. And so, in that, it's thirty minutes, and that can go up to, you know, seventy or sorry, my dollars probably anywhere up between a hundred and hundred and thirty for an hour. And t- you do that three times a week. That's uh, there, there, there is more cost in one week than it is in a month with me, and I feel they can get the same service in a sense. Yes, you don't get the motivation in a sense of the trainer actually being there, but I don't know. I could kind of talk about that in a bit. There's like an odd respect, right? Like once we we get to knowing each other, once we've had a couple assessments, they get to know my tone. They maybe they've watched some of my videos, they've heard a podcast. Hi, they they do, and then then they can go, oh, okay, that's what he's like, and then so that can really hyper jump kind of the coaching and they know that I have all can not only do it for them, but I have their absolute best interests in mind. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to talk about squats actually, because I know this is something we talked about in Joe's podcast, but I think it's so relevant. Um, Like the squat is obviously this big, I guess it's like this phenomenon, if that's even the right word to say, if I even said it right. Because like, I don't know, with Instagram and all that stuff, all you see is girls squatting, 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 squatting. Like, they try and get, like, the biggest lifts and all that sort of thing. But I guess from trying to build the glute, trying to build your lower body, I don't know, what is your opinion on the squat? Like, is there anything that girls do that you don't think is maybe the right way to go about it? Um, be interested to hear your kind of opinion on the squat, Marty. Yeah, sure thing, and that's... Uh... That's probably one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so it's it's one of the exercises that 
I have, and I know various, various other people have their version or definition of the squat. What is the squat? So you'll hear low bar squat, which means the bar lower on your back. You'll hear high bar squat, which is the bar higher on your back. Sumo squats, Smith squats, hack squats, everything is squats. And so that is confusing enough as it is. So the can the squat be a very dominant glute builder absolutely 100% and so outside of me watching anybody some really general guidelines on how that one works is feet are a little bit wider than shoulder width so not shoulder width I would turn the toes out about 30 degrees if you would kind of type in um, Mark Ripto squat stance or squat width you'll, you'll come up with a, with a little tiny black and white diagram with a, a picture of like shoes uh, it's a picture and it will show kind of that and that's kind of the great stance because as soon as you break parallel and you have your hips nice and uh, your, sorry, your knees shoved out so your hips can drop below safely um, 90 degrees because if, if you were your toes are, are straight forward and you are trying to come down when you're too narrow of a stance you most people don't have that uh, hip flexibility we'll say to keep not only from butt winking at the bottom where, which is where your lower back rounds but that'll be a very predominant quad exercise so when you have the knees uh, shoved out, and, and that's even a cue I will say to people because some people will try to rocket their their body weight or in the, in the squat weight back up using their adductors, the inner thigh muscles. But if you think that you are driving from the hips, like you're like envision the weight is on your tailbone, and that you when you come down, you uh, brace your stomach like someone's going to give you a quick punch so that your that your abs are actually doing the work, and you drive up through the hips. That'll be the easiest way if you, you mm. if you can find out. If you are now, say, a, a butt, a, a glute squatter, we'll call it, right? And because, and, and that's that's kind of the way that I have taught everybody, and that will then breed me into what we need to do next for um, the booty, we'll say, <laughs> because. Because I, 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 this is great. I, I should refer. I'll definitely tag you in the posts I made about this because I'm, I'm doing a series on this right now about called uh, the how to build the mega booty because it, it, it's. I feel that there's so much videos out there of girls doing exercises but it's not necessarily giving uh, girls the exercises with explanations with how to find out if it's for mm. them so i kind of alluded to this i'll give it to you girls first here and give it to you first jasmine so this is where i'm going to be going with this this instagram series is that i learned from brett Contreras, which is he's named the glute guy so i went to him and i did and this is what the first post says i did believe that squats deadlifts uh, romanian deadlifts that's where all you need why? Because that worked for me, and I was an egotistical young man saying, if it worked for me, it worked for you. So then after uh, becoming kind of a sounding board for my girls and ended up being training well over 80% of personal training clients were ladies, and seeing some girls get great glutes, some girls not getting great glutes, look with the same darn technique, and I would watch it and, and it'd say, okay, uh, that looks good, and they'd say, not necessarily that they don't feel it in their glutes, but the pictures were showing that the glutes weren't building. So then we would do certain forms of lunges. I have something actually called the sprinter lunge, which I find works fairly well. I can kind of send you a demographic of that where you kind of bend over. It's just no learning, no to learning to know how to activate the glute more. But I will I when it, at this course or this demonstration by Brad, he was showing the various we'll say lighter, fluffier stuff. I, I love saying it because it's uh, my girls know it's light and fluffy and then they like it because it's <laughs> light and fluffy. So they, they yes, I can do that. It's, it's, it's finally a break from all your damn squats. So <laughs> they, they will, they will do this stuff and I will say, pay attention what you feel and where and write it down. 
So I'll give them 10, 15, say, do it once, do it twice. Um, and then if, again, they, the videos, if they don't know which one, Marty, I don't know what uh, frog pumps are as an actual exercise. And so I'll do them and they'll say this, 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 this. I said, there's your glute program for now. Because if you don't feel it, it is probably not building your glutes. And so th this is where this came from. Is so he said that he in his lab he would hook up the I think it's the the EMG or the ECG I forget the acronym which is the electronic pulse where they would put it on the sensors on the girls' glutes and have them do various exercises. And the coolest thing about this was that they had them all do the same exercises, and these girls all had big, firm, gorgeous glutes. And some of them felt nothing in some exercises, whereas different girls felt everything in those exercises, and then vice versa. And so then, and then, so then uh, uh, Brett said, okay, that one exercise where my machine went off like crazy, said your glutes are firing like crazy, I want you to do that three times a week and build up your strength with it, kind of like a progressive resistance thing. Mm -hmm. And so and started doing this. And then these girls with these crazy good glutes got even crazier good glutes. So then he would have his girls at the glute lab. He would then hook up his newcomers there. And he, if you look at his butt transformations, you think it's Photoshop for sure. But that's okay. just finding out which exercises work for you. And then we built the, we build the ultimate glute day for you. And I haven't mm -hmm. seen really people do this. Like I've seen, and I almost thought about building one myself you'll see a 12 day uh sorry 12 day yeah 12, 12 day to glutes 12 week if, glute day. if i build the 12 day glute jasmine i'll cut you in on the profits right so <laughs> so we'll, we'll do the 12 week i was going to do the 12 week glute program but i said it would almost be lying in a sense of these are the ones that either i like or that my client x of mine has liked and see client x go to y and the reason why i still really like posting these x to y is that i i, I will show some girls with them and i'll flat out tell them they got a flat out butt and they will build this butt and i love when people tell me that it's fake because me and the one that comes to mind is me and ashley i put up about two weeks ago and i, I said ashley apparently your, your your butt's fake again you got butt implants or you're photoshopped and it's just it's so cool to talk to her and sh her be laughing about it right no i'm pretty sure i can reach behind and feel it and that's what we did. She was the first person I ever did that with. And I did that in person because she was one of my friends that came and visited me. And so we said, do you feel that? No. Okay. Well, let's not focus on that. Let's not, gonna, let's not focus on getting you to feel this magical exercise that everyone says you need to do. Because I will tell you, some people flat out don't feel this magic hip thrust, the glute thrust on either the Smith or the barbell hip thrust. Some people just don't feel it. It's not their primary um, mass mover. They'll either feel their lower back, some weird reason. And their hamstrings are tight. So, and I'll say too, you can potentially fix that in a sense of maybe your hamstrings are tight, maybe your low back is tight, maybe you're not knowing how to fire the glutes yet, which is also a problem, right? And then you can give them the low load stuff, which I really like the band called the hip circle. Have you heard of the hip circle? I think I have, no. So the hip circle, I, I know it's on Rogue Fitness over here, but if you type in hip circle band, it's like a, a fairly um, short, uh, well, not a rubber band, but like made of, made of fabric and it can go around your knees and it's like, it's, it's a, a better version of a band. It doesn't slide. It doesn't. And so there's, I think two or three varying lengths is a medium, a large, whatever. And I will have them do the, um, abduction so that where their knees go out and feel and see where they can feel that and then we'll have them bend over and, and like a sort of like where their knees so they're sitting down their knees are more close to their chest and then push their knees out do you feel that more yes or no and then i'll get them to sit up straight do you feel that more yes or no and then get them to do various pelvic tilts and they'll say wherever that is as long as you're not moving which is not going to compromise the lower back because you're sitting start doing those and just squeeze hold out squeeze and they go oh that's my glutes and the amount of people 
the amount of ladies that have said, I've never felt my frigging glutes before this because that because they were told squat, squat, squat. So to come back to the, the original question that you said, it, it can be, but it sure as heck is not. And that's what the post said. No, it's it's not the one the, just like Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you guys follow, but just it's not the one exercise to rule them all. Like it's not the <laughs> if, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you to give a bodybuilding example. Dorian Yates did squats beginning of his career and he just he he hurt himself doing them enough. So he he built everything on the hack squat and the leg press. But yet everybody still says, oh, so you got to do squats. You got no legs. Pretty sure Dorian Yates was Mr. Olympia six times. So you can shove yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And I know I've just typed in hip circle band i know i have got these i think it was just a different terminology it's all good yeah i use these and do you know what i've i've got a bit of a love hate with squats at the moment and i've been trying been doing a bit more like trial and error and these bands for me personally oh my god my glutes literally go on fire but when i do squats it's always quads my quads just go boom like crazy but i guess that's just i think i'm quite tall as well um i do struggle a lot to get that kind of depth and that sort of that sort of thing but right Right. So what what, it, what we could do too, like uh, I know that uh, I, th- I believe is Austin still coaching you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still coaching. Yeah. So uh, and like and, and I'm pretty sure I can just you know put my thumb on Austin's face and say, <laughs> hold on, I'm going to steal Jasmine for a minute here. And and so we what we could do is video you, and then I can see just without the band, and then see if we can get you to feel it because I think that'd be super cool because I I, I I've already got some ideas in my head as soon as you said tall, you remind me of my client Lee. She's tall, and that we have to do a little bit of weirder stuff because there's it's angles on the femur. It's now it can look like a good morning if you're not careful. And so yeah, and it, it, it or worst comes to worst it doesn't work right but if and i know and like i do are you been using the bands around your knees squatting i haven't actually no i've been using okay, them yeah. with um oh i can't remember now band what was it good mornings i think i was using them with yeah and a good mornings banded if you put band around your knees doing romanian deadlifts or like stiff-legged deadlifts i haven't no yeah, no. let me try that one. Put it around your knees and uh, push your feet out fairly far, but more so like your knees are there because then because you got to think that's doing a glorified seated um, abduction, which is glutes, right? So if you're constantly firing them and then you try to work your hamstrings at the same time, they're already doing so much of the torque and the tension, mm. they're going to have to be included too. And then what you can do is remove the band, and now they'll go, oh, we can do this too. So that's a, a really good way to try to build them up so that the prime mover, such as the squat, can now potentially do that. I don't like because now it's it's honestly going the other way in a sense of everyone is obsessed with the bands. Yes, yes, they're great. Yes, they are a tool. But when when the screwdriver came out, people didn't ditch the hammer. You know what I mean? So, I love because that they will. Oh yeah, it's a, that's what they do. Is it? And all of a sudden, before you know it, they don't have a toolbox; they have a screwdriver, and everything can be fixed by a screwdriver. And it's just, it can become a little bit maddening because it's like, listen, no, that like so. For instance, for yourself, squats obviously built the quads. So why would you take now? Now, now you got a big butt in the quad shrink. Well, frig. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's finding that hodgepodge, right? And then of course. Uh, the frequency of the training too has got to depend upon what you do for work and depend upon individual recovery capacity. So some girls all have, for instance, that one girl that was doing the seated ab abduction, I had made her do that four times a week just so that the body could then, 
acclimate to it. She wasn't getting any kind of overtraining by any stretch, but then four times a week, the brain was going, this is what the glutes do. This is what the glutes do. At least one part of the glutes, right? Mm. And then that can cascade into building up the other areas. So if you don't get, if you jump into the squat and it's not firing, it's not going to grow. It's got the other, the other muscles gang going, no, you can go home today. We got this. And that's where uh, you see the girls that are watching the the uh, squat she squats bro or the squats everything and then they get kind of frustrated because they go why isn't this me mm-hmm. and i'm amazed there isn't, isn't more of that taught being talked about why isn't this me so girls it's not just you it is a lot more than just you you see usually the genetic the genetic wonders do that probably had a big butt before they even sat in the weight room yeah. doing the squats yeah like i remember lee, lee priest would say he's got the best arms in the business been voted every year by magazines he was doing wrist curls and he said i never do wrist curls my forearms are just naturally like this and i said exactly yeah definitely i love that right i think we should move on to hormones what you think yeah awesome contraception with females and competing and training I can add my own kind of personal stance on this, but I don't know, I think what kind of issues or potential things have you come across with your own clients when it comes to contraception, whether they're in the off season, within their contest prep, just generally speaking when it comes to training? Yeah, so th- this is, and I- I'm still waiting on this. It's funny, now it's actually completed. Last time I talked to you, there is going to be the Holy Bible come out about the the menstrual cycle. And he, I think it's called female training or something like that, which has every frigging reference on birth control, on hormones, and is going to be the definitive guide for girls and for practitioners, which is me, to be able to nail this down to the wall once and for all. So what I'm going to say here a lot is what I've seen. I don't necessarily have science to, to back it up i kind of go off in a different direction as joe here but you when you when you work with as many girls as i've seen it's not in they're 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 training the same way in a sense they're eating the same way in a sense i know what their food sources are i know how their sleep is i know how their work stress is and then nothing else seems to make sense hormones it's all it, and this is where i would definitely say definitely say is the number one discrepancy in between training females versus training males is that you guys have so you guys listen to me you girls have a very select set of hormones that obviously need to be in the balance due to the ranges like in terms of you have you have obviously uh the menstrual cycle which can come and go you obviously have um different responses to stress and then obviously you have different forms of contraception and that's what makes my job and and their lives potentially very difficult during a contest prep because we have iud we can have hormonal iud non-hormonal iud we have oral contraception which can mean a plethora of things and then we have no contraception which i i i I border yeah i would say i do like no contraception during contest prep just due to the fact that now everything is going to be stable everything is going to insert when i mean stable I mean, it's going to be entirely relate relate to yeah, it's going to be entirely related to the training, the diet, whatever. Because so, if amenorrhea occur, occurs, amenorrhea is like, of course when you when you uh, miss your period, your period's late, and if, if that starts to dip into that, that could be because of health and not be because of the birth control. So from from what I've definitely seen over off seasons is uh, obviously mood mood can vary so wildly. I, I have seen. Um, not only girlfriends, of course, which in it's 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 just you know it's case studies, right? But just to see them switch birth control, uh, one to particular comes to mind that she ha- didn't have birth control, 
And then she wanted to resume. And so she got one, which she thought was the same one, which it wasn't. And I'm talking within, I think, 12 hours. This this girl is happy go lucky. Da, da, da. No, I know where you're going to. I think I know you. You know where I'm going to go with this is that she was just a different a different person, just sad. Um, and like and it's, and it's not by any means putting females down is just it was breaking my heart to see that this was this one thing that was supposed to alleviate her very vicious period cramps to basically making her feel like she wasn't herself. She knew that she was almost like a, a, a dual dialogue inside her head that she was like, why are you crying? But yet she was crying and just, and I said, listen, we'll figure something else out. I would, I think from your best interest, and this is, I want your decision, of course, on it. What do you think you should go? She said, I can't do this. I said, then there you go. So that's just one example. I have seen girls get acne. I've seen girls have acne clear up. I have seen girls get better sleep. I've seen sleep get so out of whack due to either borderline hot flash like episodes. I have seen the hormonal IUD do destructive things to uh, water weight. Of course, I've seen weight go down, believe it or not, on certain birth controls. It is by far as well the one factor that a lot of I know at least male coaches that train females kind of because obviously something a guy doesn't have right we don't really think about they don't think about like the very last question on every single one of my assessments is where are we at on your menstrual cycle and so because I and, and it's and it's funny and and I don't uh, I jokingly sh- wag my finger at my girls and say because they'll they'll put on their post I'm up three pounds um, my mood is down I had some cravings this week. I don't know what's going on. At the very end, they'll say menstrual cycle. Yeah, it's right now. <laughs> and and, and it's, like, it's like you, some of you girls have the ability to forget that once a month, things go way out of whack. But that's why it's so cool. And then even if they even if they are do have awareness, now they're starting to have awareness of just what can happen. And even that in itself can start relaxing the girls. So they're going, OK, I've usually gained in between three and five. So let's get so we, we I, I try to make it into like a game with them. If they know that they have their menstrual cycle start on a Tuesday, then on a Thursday, they're going to be up for five pounds for three days and they're going to lose four pounds, three pounds. So whatever it is, we will make a game of it. And they'll be, I'll be like, whoa, what happened to you? Did you go up two pounds? And not only that, but you got to think from my standpoint, if they go up the two pounds, we usually go up three. That means we have a true fat loss of maybe around five or about a pound, right? So, so then I get to be able to have a bit more of a job in that sense. So that that's kind of where my kind of own adventure has been taking me in a sense of I have to kind of develop my own ways to gauge that because outside of meticulous blood work at, you know, the initial part of the menstrual cycle during, after, but pre, like it, it, we, I, we are by all means guessing, glorified guessing, educated, educated guessing. And that is the most disastrous thing. So then to talk in the camp of pro contraception is that now we can kind of control the menstrual cycle for, for the show. In a sense of we can, you know, either stop a, a couple uh, pills before and then we can start. So either are we obviously don't want to have um, beyond the menstrual cycle during the show if we can avoid that because havoc just friggin happens. So we can control it with we can, you know, either blow by it or whatever. So that is a very good uh, potential thing to do for at least the show day. Yeah. So how does the um because people do say that, like, how does the menstrual cycle, if you come in your period on the straight day, how does that actually affect the body? Water retention. Time that does that, you like, especially if I've seen over the course of the the prep or the off season that they notoriously gain three to five pounds. Even when we do some water manipulation, if I feel they need it, even if we do some 
form of uh, carbohydrate reduction, which usually I'm not a big fan of, but there will usually something wacky will go on. Not only that, but what happens to your mood? Right. Because I've seen some girls that they that they just they like 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 my example there, they just won't feel themselves or they might feel um, down on themselves. They'll, they'll feel that they don't look the way that they really do. They're obviously in the greatest shape of their life. So let's screw water retention. Now it's just a mind game. And then now cortisol jacks up. Now the weight does go up. So now it's inadvertent. So it just it, the best thing you could possibly do is at, at we'll say about four, six, whatever weeks out is start timing it so you, that you could create due to uh, not using the, the week off, off pills and just going into the next month. You can create the period after the show is what I'm saying. And that 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 is a, is a huge tool because then I don't know if we talked about it last time, but there is some very significant evidence showing that um, being being on the menstrual cycle, you lose a lot of strength up to 60 percent or sorry, 40 percent. So you could be lifting half the weights in the gym. And so when you're dying, mm. sorry, when you're in the dying hours of contest prep and you lose, you're already down in strength because of calorie restriction or whatever, and your mood, your mood is going crazy, and you're and you, you're used to lifting, yeah. let's say, 20 pound dumbbells, and you're lifting maybe 12 and a half. That's also going to play on your your mind too, right? And that's when I will encourage the girls to not only be aware of this, but then uh, whip me a message, say. Marty, today it happened. So then I can I can get and I, I can literally repeat what I just said to you in, in or, or or with their own personal spin on it because that that's to me that's the coaching because I know we mm-hmm. talked about too how people I think a gentleman said I'm not a therapist to one of the girls over there to yourself I think it was or something like that which which is to me like no for them to give themselves title of yeah. social worker therapist psychologist whatever no but anyone can give someone therapy the gym is friggin therapy for God's sake so but advice. Advice, um, in, in, intuition, stories. Like I will even tell them the story that I just told you. I say, hey, she made it feel like a different person. Not only to give them, like we'll say, a, a story that's similar to theirs, but or maybe even have it be a worst case scenario, so that anything we can possibly do to truthfully and honestly bump their mood without me fabricating something, I'm gonna do it because these are my girls. How they look on stage and their mental health is is above everything. I've pulled more girls out of shows due to. Um, mental uh stuff emotional stuff i I do separate the two but the mental stuff is kind of talking oh i look like crap i'm not going to be able to do this where the emotional stuff is them literally not having a great time and this isn't what not what they thought now they're crying because it's not what they thought or the exact opposite now they are in the mind frame of i've got this i'm gonna win when really in my opinion they need a little bit more time maybe two four weeks so it, it's uh it's yeah so contraception is the biggest wild card that the bikini curl needs to be aware of in her back pocket and that coaches definitely need to be aware of definitely no i love that because i personally know a few girls that have had just awful experiences with, with just i know it sounds really horrible um, saying this because i know it's not generalizing the whole male population but a lot of guys just, just don't know they kind of just oh shove it off sort of thing and they don't take it into consideration or just having that awareness especially when it comes to girls like when you're that low body fat like you need to make sure that you're with a coach that you goddamn fucking trust mm-hmm. you can go one way or the other and it is you know it's not a nice kind of area to talk about in the competing world but it's so so real like you, people don't see you know your hormones go out of whack and how much that really really does fuck with you excuse my friends mm-hmm. absolutely yep. it really really does like, i had personally i was on contraception for well, ever since I was probably like 17, 18, was on like pretty much on contraception all the time until probably last year. 
I would switch from the pill to, um, well, I switched from the implant to the pill, and I literally just felt like dog shit. I felt horrendous, mm. and I thought, yeah, I know I can be a moody cow, but this is kind of a bit... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember I really wanted to come off yeah. um, close to my show, but my coach at the time, not Austin, another person, just said, no, you know, you've got to stay on it now, because if you come off it being four weeks out, we don't know how that's going to affect your body sort of thing. And as soon as I came off, I think, like, end of June I came off conceptional altogether and man like I just felt like a completely different person feel normal hormones mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean like but it was just nice to feel normal Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I, I would I kind of give a general recommendation outside of well, because then I will be able to look at assessments. Right. And if I see when the the menstrual cycle is happening, go, OK. And I go, OK, did, did, oh, that is going to be around show day. I will say, um, you know, we need to look into ways to kind of we'll say bump the bump the menstrual cycle a little bit or push it a little bit forward or something like that or yeah or or, or abate it for a bit because i because i've actually had out of all my girls one that has had that has actually got it like we mistimed it or whatever it was on and it was just because of some flute and it came i think two weeks early and we were shooting it to be two weeks later so i was like how does it and so we still did damage control i i calmed her down i said listen this we are not letting this hormonal <laughs> we are like we are we're not letting this do this to us we 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 own this this is our day and like you know i had to and, I, and i'm not really a pep talk guy in, in in the in the classic sense of being a cheerleader but like i had to borderline get mad at like and i kind of put it all on the birth control in a sense of like it not not that she would have ever blamed me for it of course she when she knew what happened she said what did we do wrong and i said i will get back to you because i will see if we were wrong and we weren't it was just it was just one of those occurrences that maybe um, we did dip into a little bit too much of a low calorie in the in the one week or something, which I still don't believe it. Uh, it could have been because I am open to being wrong. Of course, I have to be. I wouldn't be able to call myself a researcher in a sense or a back alley researcher. But and and then so then you 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 deal with it. And and that's one of the biggest things I would say is that if you do have you know you're you're you can become temperamental. You deal with it. You know that you gain water. You deal with it, and and, and that's what it is. It, it, and there is, and I, I won't go too macrocosm on you here, but one of the things that that will blow my mind about coaching, still blow my mind's exact term, is how people will say, okay, twelve weeks out, this is going to happen. Eight weeks out, this is going to happen. You don't know that. Even if I've worked with the client before, I can give approximations because let's say they have more muscle this time. Let's say they've had less time to prep this time. Let's say they're in a different stressful job this time. So it's all, I don't necessarily think it's a conceit that the, the coach will say this is what's going to happen. I think it's a laziness thing because I, I am a read and react, read and react. And people – I it's ever since growing, people will say, hey, what's going to happen at four weeks out? And I will say, I don't know, because we have to deal with that when we come and go, because just like Mallory's example there, what if they what if they get their menstrual cycle pushed back or pushed forward? Like we got to deal with it. Right. And I've got to have that in my toolkit. I don't just have the screwdriver. I still got my hammer. Right. So, yeah. So that's exactly what we got to kind of do there. Nice. I think moving on from that. Relating to hormones as well, would be really good to get your input is having a baby. I'm 24, right? Not saying I want kids anytime soon. I can't even look after myself, let alone a kid. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's good to think long term, right? You've got to think long term. My eggs aren't going to last forever. So how does that change the body? Because obviously, when you go into fitness competitions, they judge you on your body. Let's be frank here. They judge you on your physique. 
And everyone talks about how, oh, if you have a baby, your body changes. So when it comes to, I don't know if you've coached girls when they've been pregnant or after the baby, or how does it work and how much do you personally think it actually changes? That, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful question. So uh, the, the one that I know I'll start out with is that when you have C-section, cesarean C-section, they, that will be the one that if it's something going to really, really alter you is going to be that. So I have, I think I'm up to 22 or 23 uh, coach pregnancies in a sense of they weren't pregnant, they are pregnant, and they stayed on at least, at least nutritionally, but I would say at least 18, 19 of them stayed on training as uh, wise as well. And we went through that. And then afterwards, um, I've got about, I say four of them have really wicked transformations in the other ones in this, this is, this might be something you've not even really thought about. The other ones, um, uh, have a new different life perspective on competing. So mm. because this, now something else is the most important thing in their world and not in a bad way. They just, you know what? I think I want to do this now. And so that that's that's a really cool thing. And they, of course, like I'm going to force them to compete. You are too good. Get the heck back on stage. No. So they uh, so so in terms of the actual physical body, um, they, they I have not seen enough to say that it is purely the pregnancy's fault. It is inadvertently the pregnancy's fault. And what I mean by that is if you are a donkey. If you are an ass during your pregnancy and you will say succumb to the hormones too much, I won't say succumb to the hormones because that I can't even imagine. I'm not going there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what girls go through and I'm definitely not going to assume and say suck it up because that is a bunch of crap for sure. I've seen I've trained and I, this is why I really enjoyed training girls in person too. So I can gain a little bit of this understanding to at least say my stories and say this is what I've seen. What are you feeling type of thing? So I've seen girls have to like because uh, I'm obviously very, very funny. So I during, in, in person, I would make some of my girls laugh and they'd have to stop and cross their legs or else they'd pee mid-workout because they've lost bladder control. And I was like, this is a thing. And they'd just be standing their legs. I was like, don't say that kind <laughs> of stuff mid-workout. Like, I'm in the gym, Marty. And like, I'm sorry. So <laughs> so that's there. Um, Obviously, you can get um, pregnancy, diabetes, you can, you can, there's lots of fun stuff that can happen. So uh, absolutely. Yep. You, you can, it, yeah, absolutely. You can definitely go look that up. And I've had one of my girls, Natalie definitely did have it. And it was just because she was consuming too much sugar. And then now the pancreas was being overworked and voila, she developed type two, which is our type two diabetes, aversion called pregnancy diabetes for sure. Pregnancy diabetes. There's lots of this stuff that can go other. There's a uh, pregnancy bronchitis, apparently. I've never heard of this. And so there's a it just an, it, you become more susceptible in a way. It's like you do get a, a kind of a force field like with the um, placenta and because so, you hear, oh, you're glowing because, yeah, now you've got this additional um, nutrient supply in a sense. Yes, for you and for baby. So we're, we're to bring that all back. I was referring to if you are a donkey, a.k.a. if you do go way off, like let's say you're a competitor for years or not even years. So let's say let's say you're, you're actually a pretty seasoned competitor. Four, five, six shows, whatever. It's a big thing, part of your life. You want the the goals change, baby. You're Jasmine in a year and a half. Just kidding. You're Jasmine, Jasmine, Jasmine whenever Jasmine feels damn good and ready. That's right. Yes. So when you, when you you eat way off, you do gain additional fat above and beyond. And that let's say you stop training too, which I give the analogy of now you're not even going down the highway. You didn't pull over and park. Now you slammed it in reverse. So you're going backwards down the highway of we'll say towards fitness. Is and then and then of course the other 
thing I mentioned was the C-section. And then if you also stack on, because I've seen this, unfortunately, then you stack on the the putting off of going back into the gym, which can make that shame cycle of, well, I've already gone so far. What's the point? And so that's why I can I very firmly say, listen, please keep me on even just if you do the assessments and you have someone to talk to like and, and, and not from a because if I built the relationship with them, they because I will always say to people, this is one of your biggest benefits, especially being online is that I don't know your social circle. So this is me looking at the characters, aka people in your life objectively. Like, I don't know, Karen, I don't know Josh, but Karen and Josh are this. I said, you know, I will give them kind of examples that like I can, you know, really help out here. The minor in psychology that I took will really help with uh, being able to give you a different opinion on situations without it being biased. Like I'm not your friend saying, Oh, that guy's being an asshole. No. Cause I can, I can be uh, something to them. And so then they go, okay. And I will very firmly tell you, I don't think that hasn't worked yet. So then they can come, they can bounce back. Then we get them back into the gym as soon as they are kind of comfortable. I have my, my, my new girl, Peyton uh, is back, is back in the gym now. I think this is her second week and she's just loving it. Thank God I got my mail plan right after my baby. This is great. I feel great. I'm already got the gas for it. So she's, so and that's it. So then there is your perfect storm for can it alter the body? We'll say permanently because what happens when uh, a anybody becomes obese? They can get the skin right. You can get excess skin when you try to lose it again. And so that is the big thing. I have heard. I haven't really seen the gigantic hip alteration that people think. And and I haven't I haven't looked this up in terms of formal science. And I can be someone can write in here and say I'm wrong, but. Uh, the girls that say, oh, it's altered my hips, I I would also challenge to see if they've lost the fat that they gained on the hips as well. So it, it, it can become a little bit less of a challenge if you do work out and you do eat well. I know things are going to be off, and that's, again, why I encourage the assessment so we can see, was it off? And they go, oh, my gosh, the... The, the pregnancy brain is here, um, and then Natalie had the pregnancy diabetes, so we obviously altered the diet for that. So we can have uh, ways to keep them in, in the fitness mind frame, we'll, we'll call it in a sense. But then then that the, I've, I've got enough of those transformations after their pregnancies where the, the, the belly is gone. Um, the, they have competed. They have won. They look great. Uh, stretch marks are highly individual. I know we talked about cellulite, so it's kind of the same thing. I've seen girls not get it. I've seen, I've seen little girls not get stretch marks where you think they would because they blow up and i've also seen uh uh, bigger ladies get stretch marks and it's just your skin's predisposition i suppose uh is that that kind of going into where where what you're kind of talking about there what you're kind of asking i may have went off a little bit in a different direction no definitely like it's really interesting i never even heard of pregnancy diabetes that is just blowing my brain yeah absolutely it is because you got it. It depends because like, well, the, the classic over at least here is you hear ladies going after pickles and ice cream for their uh, hormonal. Um, we call it uh, eating well, hormonally pregnancy eating. So if, but if let's say they pick jujubes or let's say they pick some kind of candy and, and then that's that's what's going for them all day is they're they're eating. And then so then it's the sugar and therefore then the pancreas gives up and it's also trying to work the blood sugar um, more less efficiently sorry towards obviously dealing with everything and so then you will get it and some and i don't i really don't i'd have to look back i really don't think natalie was too far off on her meal plan and still got it so it's it's a thing right also uh uh, acid reflux becomes such a deal because now the stomach is pushed around so that now uh stomach acid is creeping up a little bit which can also make obviously things a lot more interesting and you don't want to eat um, larger foods if something bothers you so that but that you can also flip that and take it positively so that if you eat 
food that your body really agrees with. Now you're not going to have a, uh, as much acid reflux or heartburn. So yeah, there, there's just, there's so much that can go into it. But I think if you have been training and you stay moderately active, I'm not going to give you a workout plan as in, I want you five days there a week or four days there a week, but be progressive with it as in, as soon as things, as soon as you're showing, don't do things like assisted row where like or seated row where the belly the belly's against the pad. Don't do lying hamstring uh, hamstring curls. I usually have my my girls do a little bit of a wider squat with the toes pointed out so the baby can sink in between the legs. So like almost like a sumo squat. And that will and, and I will I might this might blow your mind. Uh that every single one of the girls that have kind of made it up till we'll say day of uh, labor, it's been quick, it has been healthy. And it has been it has come rocketed out of there because due to the strength that they have, it's been every, I've, I'm 100 percent right now. I haven't haven't had a messy uh, pregnancy in a sense of that. Oh, the baby's been taking too long. Every single one of them I've trained with weights uh, have and, and, you know, eaten relatively well. I, of course, things go off. People. Oh, baby showers, everything. Of course, I encourage that. Right. But no, they, I, every single one of them has had uh, very easy labors. And that's uh, super cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know when it, when it's going to happen if I get one, but as of as of this date, we've been yeah team big, team mega babies been doing pretty darn good. So yeah, that's another. so that 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 and, and I say that to people when they start to say, listen, here here is my track record in a weird way. This is so this is it. So you and not only that, but then you are is you have to think when you weight train and then you you stop for whatever even the the, the however long uh, the complications if they do have or if you have the the stitches from the cesarean is that you are now back in the gym you haven't lost anything it's going to take you very quickly to get muscle memories very real as soon, as soon as you jump back in which that's other another tip i would say is as soon as you are cleared from the doctor get back in there start with whatever weight don't jump right back in and be a hero i do have some girls that want to be a hero because they're not bag gyms they would be actually running on the treadmill or doing weights giving birth if they could <laughs> so that they just jump back in there get back in a swing and then the weight will fall off and i mean I'm talking like three, four pounds, depending like a week depends upon obviously the, the the height of the girl and the weight of the girl. But if they have gained, we'll say a healthy amount of weight. I'm not going to give anyone a range there, but it, it falls off. I think uh, even with uh, one of my girls, Ashton, who she picked the we'll say the bad rope. Like uh, I tried to encourage her, things just weren't uh, working out for her and her schedule. And then she came back. I want to say six months post pregnancy. And we, we hammered it and she I have I, she's probably the best transformation I have. She's still she's got a bulletproof six pack six pack with it and she had a cesarean and she's the one I use it because they say, Well, what about this? Well, what about this? And I say, Unless you want to call me and her liars, <laughs> this is this is what happened. I know it's one case study, but I'm saying it can be done. So it's not impossible. So I hope that can soothe some people's minds and uh you just gotta have a mind front mind frame going in. Once again, the mindset or you gotta have the motions going in saying, you know what? This is something I love. I'm going to do my absolute best to see where I can get back to. And then not only that, but let's say it is a uh, something that does somehow, some way, somehow hold you back. You've got stretch marks. You've got skin. Well, screw that. Is, your, is that going to stop you from not only doing something you love and potentially you winning? I know there's some great spray tans out there. I know there's some. So there's, yeah, it, it's still possible. Definitely. That's given me so much hope. You don't even believe. <laughs> yes. Damn, there you go. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. I think we should move on to cellulite. You briefly touched on it. Um, mm-hmm. I know we spoke about it on Joe's podcast as well. If anyone does want to listen to that podcast, Optimal Physique Development, we were both on that. Really, really good podcast as well. To say, like, oh, God, my I I genetically probably have the 
I have the worst day, like, even when I'm in the off-season. And even when I'm, like, two weeks out, I'm, like, I'm still having to battle with my cellulite. And I know... I do I find it really funny when on Instagram, girls are, like, showing off their thighs and their hamstrings. I'm, like, either they've just got crazy good genetics or they're photoshopping. Either one, I'm not happy with it, but... Um... I, I, I will very firmly tell you that it more than likely is a lot more photoshopped than you know. I'm not going to not gonna sit, sit and say that it is a lot or a little. I am saying it's more than what we know. A lot of very um, famous, uh, we'll say, Instagram influencers have been flat out caught with either making butts bigger, uh, making celly like go away. Like, I've seen... The, some of the original photos and it is like mind blowing. And, and I'm talking some of the girls that get caught or that got caught. They, they are people that have been looked up to for months, for years. And so I'm, I'm not saying to completely downplay and say that, oh, th- those girls have cellulite. I'm definitely saying that you cannot. And this is where I know we're going to talk about this a bit. You cannot go off of Instagram for that stuff. And if and I have seen, depending upon where your mind frame is at as a girl, you can look at that and either become. Uh, demoralized or you can become angry because oh that girl's photoshop you know now you starting to label everyone as a photoshopper because no there are some girls i've trained them that just don't get cellulite and they just won the genetic laundry and if you want to get mad go yell at your parents and say why'd you give me the cellulite so the disposition to get cellulite and so it's it's one of those things that i definitely think that you do get affected on stage in terms of marks but i have faith that you can do something about it. Everyone says that it's there for years and years and years and it will never go away. I, I know two girls that come to my head that I think of that we've definitely all but obliterated or it's become from, let's say, if it was at 100 percent, it's definitely at 10 or less percent now. And it's in its building, building, continually building muscle. But I will say that now these girls are figure or women's physique, like as in these are girls that have gained significant amount of muscle tissue. And it's kind of, we'll say, I don't, I don't know, o- o- overlapped or overstretched or it has been kind of eradicated in a sense, right? And then there's the camp too, which I still am, still am kind of one leg in one and one leg in the other. And maybe it's just my own personal hope, but where it's never going to go away, like as in it's there. But I, I think that too, it's it's one of those things that not that girls have created it for themselves, because I know men are been jerk bags and they will say, oh, cellulite, you look gross or whatever. It, it is a thing that um, you, you can either come to terms with it fully in, in in a sense of this might not go away and if you do believe that uh, then then it's it that's you need to believe that is what i'm trying to say i know i started a bunch there but you need to believe that because that you thinking about it is not helping you at all and even if it is negative motivation in a sense of i'm gonna get rid of this cellulite that is so short-lived it's like a really crappy iphone battery in the winter it's gonna drain from you and you're gonna need something positive to get, keep you going in there or at least some kind of uh, flat out acceptance if you look at any kind of five step 10 step 12 step uh, plan or rule acceptance is the last step and that's one of the things that i try to say to them without kind of getting too into it i like to let the coaching relationship develop and i will say listen this is where your next step is i don't expect you to be here now maybe not even a year but hopefully you can get here and hopefully we can get you there and that you can be not i won't even necessarily need them to be happy but i need them to be kind of you know, not one to punch them out at the bar type of thing. They at least can be okay with them in the room type of thing. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I think having that objectivity um, when you're looking at posts on Instagram, can, yeah, I think it can be very difficult, but I very much look at posts now on Instagram and kind of go, 
they look great and instantly i go what could have been done to that image yeah, and it's not sure. a case of slagging them off or anything like that it's just having that awareness like oh what could have been done to that image that i don't know about and that kind of interest and like curiosity would you say i think help has helped me kind of be like right this isn't you know it's not a case of what well, i'm bad and she's good or anything like that it's just like yeah she's probably dieted a hell of a lot to get to that oh yeah sure because i I probably wasn't lean enough for my um, for my PCA show in June, and my I was marked down because of the cellulite back of my my legs, and that was the main reason why I didn't get the top three qualifier. So it's just one of those things, I guess. For some people, as you know, some people will diet down; it will go. Some of the people have to really, really, really diet down. Like I'm going to probably have to next year mm-hmm. fade slightly, but as soon as I put weight back on, I can assure you it goes straight there again, and the cellulite goes back. It's crazy. I'll have abs. But I'll still have to say like. Right. And so that so then definitely for yourself, it, that it, like we'll say we'll say the off season acceptance that it, that like and yes, it's going to be a bother, but it may be a less of a bother, something like that. Right. Like and that's something that like and I, I will tell you as a coach, I've got my hang ups for sure. And so it's cool that we have them. And I really wish that some girl, someone that is of great influencing status would make a frigging status saying. Here is my cellulite in my medium off season. I got it too. And if, they, if someone has said, done that, cool, please, someone link me to where that is so I can thank them and use this damn example because I've wanted it forever. But no one's willing to do that. And I will tell you, if that person is a coach or an influencer, they will they will gain more frigging fanatic followers than you would ever dream because where are the girls saying because you see the post so right now saying about the before and after photos like this is how heated i get over this friggin' thing but you see the girls doing the before and after saying these were taken in the same minute don't believe everything you see well then why are you having those photos on there too i'm not calling them out entirely like yes i know everyone wants to look their best in their photos but then keep going with it go say that say that um you using birth control really screwed you up with your prep okay you got that cool say you've got cellulite in the off season that you hide like every other normal girl that has cellulite say some of this stuff and then between that then i will get not only healthier minded clients coming into my practice but then i think that the you know one of those world will be the better place type of things right because it is there's, there's so much deception there's so much look like me hire me to look like me whereas they've got the same shit going on inside their head and inside their butt we'll say or outside their butt Definitely. But uh, but yeah, that, that, that's definitely where it's got to go. So I will say one final thing uh, about the the um, we'll, we'll call it uh, Instagram influencers or whatever, is that we've just got a flat out like when I say we, I'm including myself in a girl. Screw it. Let's do it this time. So we, we just we've just got to stop looking at them so much. I, I, the way that I kind of say it is there's kind of evolutions of social media and is that when you are at your lowest in, in a point of uh, a men- mental, like as in ter- terms of telling yourself things and then emotions in terms of what you're feeling at the time, let's say you aren't you don't feel you're going to be ready or whatever and then you go look at these that's the worst time to go on instagram because now only the negativity comes in and so then when you are we'll say better well you're 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 not as down on yourself or for whatever reason depression who knows is just stop following them as much stop giving them the attention and and then you will so if how do you starve or, or how do you get rid of a beast you starve it so you've, if we've got to get rid of them, you know what I mean? Like, and I will very firmly tell, and uh, I've, I've, I can think of at least three girls that I've dealt with, I think, for the show coming up in March, is I'd get prepared for the four-week 
the four weeks out Instagram kibosh. You're not allowed on it. I want to see the app. <laughs> I want to see the app gone from your phone because they will start because now because you can do like for instance this is going to be the I think the natural March classic or something like that. I'm paraphrasing that. So you can search for that hashtag because most girls will put up which show they're doing and then then we know that then it's not even the Instagram influencers from let's say San Diego or somewhere else Hollywood. Now you're seeing local girls that potentially have Photoshop going on or whatever and now that's wrecking your mind because they're going to be in their ear the show with you and i can I, I if you can I say if you can be strong enough for me and i will help you out with this just take it off your phone you don't need it and, and the, the ones that have done this in the past i will tell you the marked in the marked improvement in their emotional and mental mind frame is ludicrous i'm talking a couple days they're just no no longer not only do they have more free freaking time to do the faster cardio that they won't do just kidding but now 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 they they aren't wallowing in the what are they going to look like what are they going to look like it's very akin to uh, an, an ex boyfriend or an ex girlfriend is that like if you keep them on your social media you keep looking at them it's going to keep affecting you starve that beast yeah. just at least even that's why I say for the four weeks okay you love your Instagram you love putting stuff up I get it two weeks give me two weeks and then you will give it back I'm not saying forever so just do this for me you like me as a coach i know the, the positive effects and they go you know what okay screw it i'll do it and then yeah i've seen nothing but positives i definitely definitely agree with you on this and i've had some mixed responses actually when i spoke to other girls about well of course you, know, you, you will get fought on it big time oh yeah <laughs> but i but as this is my personal opinion i completely agree with you and i said this to you again in the other podcast is when mm-hmm. i'm this time this time around or next year when i get four weeks out I'm going to give Joe my Instagram account and be like, right, here's my photo. Here's the caption. But that yep. is it. That yep. is it. I'm not, you're going to post it for me. Because I know what I'm like anyway. You even get him to change the password so that he yep. has the password for the time being. So only he can post it. Even if you wanted to get in there, you damn can't. <laughs> yeah, and he could post sloths and I wouldn't even know. So. Yeah, just pictures a slot and then just say your friends will you'll see your friend in person and be like why are you posting nothing but sloths and bikinis like, oh my god joe yeah <laughs> <laughs> no who's on it but yeah, like, yeah it's not i think it's just having that awareness as well this is when i kind of put it in the mindset side is i've learned a lot about myself this year and it's having that awareness of who you are like and what makes you, what triggers you what doesn't and all that crap and i know just personally that i need to go into hermit mode because not because i hate people or just because that is what works with me and my dynamics and me as a person i can be very mm. inward and quite shy in some respects so that when i get to four weeks out i know that i i was trying to kind of do what everyone else was do the updates and actually i was so freaking exhausted i couldn't even read the captions half the time because my, my attention span was like literally like a pee mm-hmm. was, but yeah i think definitely like turning it off as well and procrastination with instagram that's another different kettle of fish like I think I wasted so much time last prep just, like, trolling Instagram just for, like, no reason. Like, I already did four weeks out. I knew that, like, food... Everyone kept tagging me in food porn. I kind of actually had to message my friends and be like, mate... Some friends. I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, should we buy you, like, food after prep? I'm like, no, don't do that. Why? Because I know what I'm like. If you put it in front of me, I will eat it. So don't put me in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Like, they mean they mean well. Of course they do. But is and I heard a re- this is a really good flip that this might be able to help out you or some of your girls is they they when people say they don't understand they don't understand no they don't understand but we don't understand that they don't understand and that's where we got to understand. I, I know that sounds hilarious, yeah. but like you got to think they don't know. 
And so for us to get mad at them is, is like getting mad at your cat for knocking over your expensive glass. You still put the glass where the cat could knock it. Yeah. So it just and so yeah so like and, and, and no yes, of course it's at the most trying time probably of your friggin life or at least friggin year that you don't want them to to get the food but they see and that's that's another beef I've got is the whole people getting stashes of food for post show and whatever which I watch uh-huh. so here here's another way that I do with coaching too is I will start watching if the girls and guys start posting a lot about food because if they do that's what that's when I that's when I will have the chat and I'll say hey man how much are you thinking or hey girl how much are you thinking about crappy food and they go oh and I'm like no 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 I've seen so then and if they then they'll respond and go okay then you tell me why three times a day you're putting up a Snickers bar or you're putting up a Snickers bar parfait that someone made or you're watching the food network or something and they'll go and sometimes they'll be unconscious. They'll go, oh, my God, I am thinking about food that much. I'm like, absolutely. And that's when I know to start taking different tactics in my coaching for them because that is that is heading down that uh, scary path. I, as, much, as much as I like to think I'm a very good coach, it is something that we have to really start being more aware of and not say no, fight through it or whatever. There is ways to get around that that you might not think about. But it's 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 not only, we'll say, keeping the coaching the, the mental coaching or the mind coaching well it is using different physical tactics too for that stuff because it's a it's a and one of the cooler things and i'll i'll give it I'll, like i love giving away stuff for free so it is i, I will tell them listen you you did, did, am i making you eat any food you don't want to and they say well yes i'm not allowed to i said ah you said i am not allowed did you, do you are, are you not allowed? And they go, yeah. I said, this is completely your choice. And as in the, they, they, and that will, the holy shit will go off in their head and they'll go, I do want to, like I said, I will, I am only giving you a sheet of paper. You are doing this. And that is so cool because you are doing this. And I know like I, I'm in the middle I'm not going off too far. I am in the middle between do the, do the show for you as experience versus going for win. Barrett's at some point we got to improve. We got to win. Da da da. Mm. But either way, say you are doing this for you in a sense of that you you chose this and sometimes we forget it six five four three weeks out that that we chose this to do this and so yeah you go and that can just like go damn right i want to eat that i'm because the, the whole as soon as i see i'm not allowed to eat this or i'm not allowed to eat that no you or you can go eat that right now but then you're wrecking your show yeah and you go wow yeah and, and, and it just it just brings them back from the edge and i go listen it's three frigging weeks you can give me three frigging weeks and you can definitely give yourself three frigging weeks especially of course this is pertaining mind frame is healthy we're not look, going down too much of a black hole health is going good we're not looking into anything uh severely uh permanently damaging or anything like that if it's just like you know we'll say a breakdown or even just a minor blip in the road or i've noticed that they're posting about food too much that will help them and they'll go yeah and then i'm telling you man or sorry <laughs> Like I know, I know it's uh, just to say it too much. I'm just I'm telling you that that will really, really click for them most of the time. Like, of course, not everything's gonna be able to work for everybody, but that will save a lot of a lot of both boys and girls. I've had to say that the guy because guys are not a uh, uh, um, we'll say out of the water on being subjective or sorry being a, a victim of food in a sense because it's everywhere. Like you said, you're you, how can you get away from it if friends are tagging you in it? Yeah, for sure. I think as well. Obviously, this is like. Normally about like females in particular, but I think we kind of forget as well. Like men still have these struggles post show, but you don't really see a lot of men on Instagram talking openly about that. Mm-hmm. I know because well, it's not masculine, right? We don't talk about feelings as dudes. That's just the way it works. But it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. You know, females. A lot of people. Who said this? I think Kerry Sexton. She's a PCA pro. She said like. Loads of people talk about, um, or was it Phoebe Hagen? I don't know, 
it was a really good quote that was saying everyone talks no one talks about different approaches and what's right or wrong to get into contest prep but once you come out of contest prep and reverse dieting everyone's got an opinion oh yeah i like that it's true it's true yeah everyone's got the right way to do it mm-hmm. and but everyone does it differently pre and post contest prep so yeah it's it's a funny world, isn't it? Because when you really do dig deep, you're like, God, it's really, really weird. Like, if you would have told me a few years ago I'd be doing this, I'd be like, nah, you've got the wrong girl. I would literally would have been holding, like, a G&T in one hand with, like, a chocolate bar on the other, and I'd literally been like, nah, wrong girl. <laughs> hmm yeah. Yeah, and, and I've seen that more than enough cases, too, because and, and that's where, like, I know we're talking about a lot of the, the dark stuff of fitness, but, like, I wouldn't be here just as a white knight for the fitness scene, period, but be, if I didn't see so many overwhelming positives from fitness. Like, I've seen people find who they are. I've seen people find their direction. I've seen people get rid of bad relationships. I've seen people gain wonderful lifetime friendships. Like, there is so, but it's just we do, of course, when the food is restricted and let's say the hormones are wacky naturally just due to the the lower calories towards the show date. Um, I've, I've seen lots of, you know, bad mind frames going there. And that's, that is, uh, I, I don't want to say a coach's imperative, but it's, it's would be borderline borderline a necessity to get someone at least that is a educated second opinion to help you out with with the the being an actual friend right not the not the um and, and I, I say that they're not your friends when they tell you no they, they are trying to be supportive but we do need to to recognize that that they don't know and that will help you too going no they don't understand that it's that one fry or that one burger or that one drink yeah that could potentially cascade me into a mind frame that I don't want to go there. It's like, because then people never parallel it to, uh, and, and I'm not saying that that food is, is like, is like drugs, but they never parallel it to that, that like you would never give a drug addict when they have been um, doing so well or whatever, you would never give it any point and say, Hey man, I bet you can, uh, you know, have a, have a beer now to an alcoholic or something. It's like, and, and, but it is, and it's food for that. So listen, can it, can this wait four weeks? Like, can this wait three weeks? Is, and, and that's, you know, and that, that's, that's cool. But then I believe that the coaching process should be really geared towards the off season in a gingerly, gingerly way during the pre-contest, because I will watch too. There's this magical phenomenon that I was not prepared with for, uh, prepared for with coming in, into the like last two weeks, I would say peak week, especially now they're thinking of post-show like, in, in a, and I'm not talking just about food. They're thinking about, Hey, what kind of gains can we make in the off season? What can we change? I'm like, I need you to focus on Saturday, Sunday. When I need you focused right here. That is that is our last priority as of right now. Yes, you have a plan and, and things. I have built a plan for you. I'm not showing it to you because I know what you're going to do. <laughs> so and they'll, they'll get the plan like when they're pretty much on stage in a sense. Right. But that is like, have you found that over there? Have you found that yourself that you start thinking about what you can do or all the things you can do during the post show? Like, is that a, a real thing? I think for me, it my mental or well, yeah mental mindset sort of strategy was to not see the show as the end goal mm-hmm. um and yeah, i good. was i was definitely thinking a lot more further down the line like i have a really good um episode about this like post show playbook and it's like it's the anticipation side like i was kind of preempting things that or struggles that i could come across things that might change um i was very much of the I want my brain back more than I'm not bothered the abs go. Like I wanted the brain. Sure. I was yep. still trying to work on my business and I was really getting frustrated that I couldn't put the time and energy into it. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was kind of like half 
kind of 50% of what you're saying. I was thinking about the show day, but at the same time, looking beyond that and doing more research into, you know, the effects of becoming insulin resistant too quickly, that scared the hell out of me. Like, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. honestly, that, that fear was the best thing I could have done and given myself that fear because it, it really helped me not binge out because I was so scared right. of screwing up my insulin resistance and well, insulin sensitivity mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That was what got me through, I think, post-show. And I think as well, I knew about myself that if I went straight into social situations, I would have just kind of probably crumbled a bit. So I gave myself, I think, well, I had a lot of work going on anyway. So I went straight into work and I think I gave myself like three, four weeks until I started to see friends. And that's not me being antisocial. That's just knowing what I'm like and putting something Mm -hmm. in place and, you know, taking control of that situation. So, yeah. So if I can expand on that, why I think why I think that what you did was, in a sense, very right, is that that's the conversation I would have with them at that two weeks out or whatever. And so if they say I'm worried about this, worry about that, I try to get those concerns squashed. And so that that like you said, I really like that that post show playbook. That's awesome. So get that playbook and go, Okay, you know what? Uh, read it a little bit, but you know you've got the playbook. You know you've got the protocols, whatever. And then that can just woof, and then now focus on the show. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I really like your fifty-fifty in a sense that you're like yes, for sure, definitely um, have that foot in there. But where what I'm coming from is with my girls is that I have the playbook, right? Or they are going yeah. to have my my playbook. And I I, I just wrote a blog on uh, I called it What Now, What's Next uh, because one of my girls because of course it happens to me. I'm not beyond not conceited enough to think that my girls are safe from all the the things that could potentially go post-show. It's just like a car. My car's never going to break down because I'm the no, of course. So I, I, she said, I, I don't know what to do. Of course, what, 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 I feel lost. I, like I did a show. What do I do now? And, and then so I said, you know what? Give me a minute. I'm like, well, of course, I, I meant more than a minute. So I wrote this really, really big blog on post-show and just my thoughts of what I've seen, what has worked, what has not worked. And uh, I, I won't go too far into it, but it's just, it's just there, there are – and I, that was the biggest thing that I took away that I loved of what you said is that fitness is or the show isn't the end or that it goes it goes past that and it does and and I and I will kind of screen the girls that want to have the show as the bucket list especially in the initial questionnaire if they say that they haven't worked out before so I'm go okay so now you want to work out just so that, and this is this is how um, unbeknownst they are to the whole scene let, let alone they might think bikini is something along the lines of a wet wet t-shirt contest or they seen their friend do it and they don't know what it was it's not to put them down just that's they haven't done their homework and so that they believe that they can work out for the 12 or 16 weeks and then they stop and and then it was then if they resume any kind of we'll say quote unquote their normal life because obviously they didn't come to me in stage condition so now that they, and they 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 they're in for I will say listen this doesn't end exactly what you said this this is the I really would prefer if you do and I will turn down I want to say eighty five ninety percent if if they really have a convincing argument and I've talked to them and they say no this is now going to come a part of my life which good enough I can't think of any one of those girls that have convinced me that haven't stopped. Uh, doing at least some form of fitness, which is cool, but like that's that's a scary thing because that's uh the whole like you said fitness ends that's that's uh, and then you're in this vulnerable we'll say naked um, nutritional and um, meta- metabolic state naked. You gotta have that playbook. Like you're darn right. Like it's gotta be there. There's gotta be systems in mind. We already talked about this. The whole how you, you had one of the worst experiences ever. Terms have been left high and dry. Like bad. Oh, yeah. that, that, that that gets me going too. Right. Like there's no way. Like I, I am actually formulating. It's cool. You say that the post show play. Uh, the the post yeah the post show playbook is that I have like and I build to it every time. Like so now I've got that blog. So I'm gonna say here is your 
your everything, right? Here's some options that now you can think about doing. Here's what what uh, to do, uh, what not to do. So yeah, that's a borderline imperative. Uh, no, it, no, not border. That is imperative. It, having that, some form of that, is imperative. Yeah, definitely. And as I don't know, if I I don't even think I told people about my um, situation. I won't say the person who coached me because you know they still were decent, like half decent. They weren't the worst, worst coach in the world, but they pretty much just left me to dry. Um, as soon as my show was over. I didn't hear from this person until Tuesday. Um, so my show was like Saturday or something. I didn't hear from them from t- until Tuesday. Um, and as I said, I wasn't going to work with them anymore. But I got no plan. Nothing was sent to me. Nothing, I wasn't asked if I was all right. Like, nothing about that at all. Whereas this is why, you know, I credit to Austin that he gave me... I remember he was actually... He was c- competing the same day I was. And I came to oh, him yeah. out for my show, and I said to him, "I want to work with you. I can't deal with this coach anymore." And when right. I felt awful because he was actually the best of me. he actually did my whole um, he did my whole plan apparently in between tanning. <laughs> he so he was literally like had his tan on, and then he was like replying back to me, doing making sure that I was all right, which I really did appreciate. And he explained as well <laughs> why he was doing certain things like why he increased fats instead of carbs because i i was really open with him and i said look i can be a bit like oh, how do i put it when it comes to carbs i always think that i haven't got enough and i'm very much like i want carbs i want carbs but he was very much like no you're not getting carbs because you've already had a lot so we're going to get your fats up to increase like to you know stabilize hormones first and just having that solid fact and being told why certain things were happening just made it I thought oh that makes sense instead of me getting a bit of arty but oh he's increased I've told him I like cars it was actually like no this is the facts you need to get your hormones up that is the priority like that really really did help me put myself in a good mindset coming out of that show because I write he, he, you know, he knows what he's doing. That was my first experience. And it's one of those things, too, to go to go further into that, too. So some of the mental stuff is like, look, you have worked X amount of weeks. You can't give me like a week of higher fats and put off your precious carbs, which you just had, by the way. You just had a cheat meal or whatever. You can't put that off for another week. And you kind of go, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right. And so now you've only got the reason why. Like the hormones, now you've got the backup mind frame stuff. So poof, right? And that, and that is all it can friggin' take for you to now not go down this disgusting, vicious, terrible cycle that, in my opinion, could have per- could have been prevented pretty easily. Like, I, I don't want to say that uh, every post-show I've ever done has been a walk in the park, because of course not, but at, at least I think the damage control or the, the mental control, whatever you want to call it, is there every single time you even initiate that conversation. Then, Like, on the, 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 the night of the show, hey, what are you doing? How's it going? Then that next day, hey, where'd you go for breakfast? Like, I believe there has to be a copious amount of contact, because you got to think, you're talking to them so darn much, like you said, and now you don't hear anything from them. Like, no, you have a coaching relationship with this person. They have gotten to know you, hopefully, over the course of X amount of time. So, what, what's another? Like, and so how? Of course, you you you're probably gonna know where I'm gonna go with this. Is that how people have the nerve to say, oh, by the way, if you want that plan, it's an extra X dollars. Oh man, like I, I will give a minimum yeah. of two weeks post show. Like, and I've given <laughs> j- just like what Austin did to you. I have done that for more girls and more guys. And like, listen here, and like, kind of written it on a napkin. This is it. This is it. This is it. Tell me what you're doing. Okay, this is this. This is it. Go. Here's my number. Text me because that, that, I, I can't handle it. I can't handle that stuff. And that's how I yeah. still know after um, nine years professionally, I'll be as of this February, it'll be 10 years doing this as my, as my career. I still believe that frigging strongly. And I still get that riled up when I see that stuff. 
10 years. Yeah, Amazing. it'll be ten. It'll be ten. Ten years this February. You got it. Amazing. Because I haven't, I haven't been putting people on stage since then. No, nope. But uh, two thousand and uh, yeah, eighteen in February was when I started. Be, like I already I was learning a lot about nutrition, learning a lot about training. But that's when I started as a as a personal trainer and uh, then started coaching. Yeah. So that's that'll be a pretty big. Uh, I've been around for a bit. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. You must have seen a massive shift there with the whole bodybuilding industry i guess absolutely bikini was brand new on the scene men's physique was brand new on the scene and just saw like the obviously the put downs from there to that like saw the the figure girls say what the hell is this and then before you know and then of course like how the like you're explaining how the girls look there look and get pretty darn lean like before you know it there are some figure girls that should have been bikini girls there were some bikini girls that should have been figure girls and they were starting to go hi they ain't so lean is it because you don't work your ass off and then i think they're almost started becoming a borderline healthy comp Competition, as long as they didn't take it too far and want to, you know, take out the the, the knees of them before they go on, so steal their heels yeah. last second like that. But but yeah, it, it's it's becoming. And now like these ones, we're getting these ones that you guys have had there for a bit. Like there's there is something for everyone. And I know a lot of people are kind of complaining about like these leagues. Like some of them, I do. There's one in the states right now. I saw where the guys have tank tops on. What? It, it, oh yeah, I'll see if I can huh? find this link for you. Oh, they have tank tops on, and the posing is weird. And then I, send me this. oh yeah, I am so pro um, category in a sense of yes. The only times I get non-pro category or con category is when someone can go in, guy or girl, win win one division or class, and then switch and win that division or class. I, now, now, now you're definitely downplaying and saying we have clear and cut and dry wants and needs for each category. Well, you obviously frigging don't because there's no way that a triangle could fit in a square hole. Like there's just like okay, yeah. Uh, outside of it, let's say that let's say for some fluke reason no one showed up on this show or to this show, then okay, maybe. Let's say there's the only two people in the category, okay, or the other people were complete crap, maybe, but how people can do that, that's a little bit wacky to me. Or the yeah. the, the only good that good thing that that's good good at is that if you don't really know where you would fit in, do it. Because then, like, let's say you place eighth in one and second in the other, well, then you're definitely more of a second competitor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does it work in Canada and uh, the US? Like, if they if you turn up on the day and they think you don't fit the criteria of the class that you've got into, they'll move you up or down. You know what? We are actually going through that the first time in Canada now because this this CPA, this Canadian Physique Alliance, which is going to be the Canadian version of the NPC, is right new here. So we've never been able to do uh, cross cross category ever. You've, you've, you've been forced to pick one and that's it. Like you can do masters, of course, but we've never been able to. So I will let you know because I don't know if they're going to do anything, if they're going to allow you to compete in every frigging class or you're allowed to compete in two. We don't know yet. Oh, I mean, like, um, say like they, I don't know, say someone turns up and they're going in for, I don't know classic bodybuilding no no they they will tell you or they will let you do whatever the heck you want for sure and to me oh yeah and so to me so the i i hope i really really hope the only people that show up like that are coachless because if some people someone shows up with a coach and they say no you're a bikini girl and they're clearly a women's physique girl yeah, that that guy that guy or girl's a coach sounds sounds good you've done market research like <laughs> just it's uh yeah like it's like no no coming Oh, like I, in, in, I, that's that's that should happen. 
I think so. But it, it's one of those things. And I've had a couple girls that have uh, done one last show in a sense of that they're starting to uh, get a little bit more muscular in a sense of and they were bikini and they've done well in bikini and then maybe they're either their placing went down or it stayed the same and i i've had to be you know a good real coach and say listen it's got to be figure and then i've also had uh, a couple times where i haven't said that and they've placed uh poorly and uh been really upset about it and so that that gave me my um inkling to now always say i think you should do this if you still want to do this and i have said my piece that is fine and dandy yeah. however and i will give my reasons like like let's say it's limb length let's say it's legs let's say it's uh, glutes or whatever let's say it's shoulders this is reasons why i need to say this to you because i'm a i feel like i'm your friend or whatever now da, da, da. so we, that's yeah it has to happen but i like that it's cool yeah, because that's in the PCA. They're very much like if you turn, you're only allowed to go for one category. But if you turn up and they don't think you fit the category, they'll move you. That's crazy. Yeah, I, and they'll I, move I, you again, even in the British finals. Say you've got first place in your bikini toned, for example, and you turn up in the finals and they don't think that you suit toned, they'll move you up to trained. Even though you qualified as a bikini toned girl, if they get to the finals and they think no, you're in the wrong category, they'll move you up. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's really neat. Yeah, definitely different. Yeah. And I think, it, it, I don't know, in some ways, obviously, it's hard if you are borderline because sometimes they, if they, they can make the wrong call. But, again, mm-hmm. that's yep. the joys of bodybuilding anyway. Like, yeah, you never know it. one day the one abs, the next thing, the one quad. So, yeah, it's just one of those, oh, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a, a rotating world on that. I know Bikini has seen it the most in Canada in terms of what they want. Like, I will say that every single year they will put out saying, we're toned downing the looks of, and they always mention every frigging category. We are toning down the looks. We are ton- toning down the looks. We want them less musculosis. And they never seem to really reward it. I want to say one year at the provincial level here in Alberta, they seem to do it. And then I went and then the national level it was right back to razor hard. So it's like, okay. And then, or, or, or it could, your top five could even be like a, like a, like a grab bag, just a mixed bag of uh, could one girl could be super lean with abs. Next girl could just have a better shape with no abs. And it's like, I, I agree with you. Like, I, and I try not to get too frustrated at this because I know I would go down that black hole, but it's in it. It's uh, you, you do have to play by the rules or complain or get off the pot. And I kind of really pay attention to, to not only people, but to coaches that gets that's so caught up on that. Or you may have, uh, this is, I'll ask you a question. You, do you see over there um, coaches that have their girls show up looking like crap and say, Oh, well they changed the judging criteria or oh, the judging is, do you see that? Blame, blaming um, the judging for for like solely when they the the client did not look ready and wasn't gonna place anyway. It's interesting you say that. I, from what I've seen, you don't hear the coaches say much. They may it's very subtle. I don't. It must be the same in the U in the US and Canada, but it's I normally see it from the competitor more than the coach themselves. But or they'll put something on the Instagram story and then they'll delete it very, very quickly after because they've obviously got in a rage, put it on the Instagram. They're like, oh, shit, I need to take that out, Just, you know, because they know what they're you know, trying to protect their own reputation in that sense. So, yeah, I think it's, it's probably a mix. I haven't noticed it, but I don't think I've been looking for it, if you know what I mean. But I know I do remember seeing um, a few PCA things and UK BFF um, competitors like they were they put posts up they put the instagram stories out because i think the uk bff bikini british finals last year there was a lot of um kind of controversy facings and that sort of thing but yeah i, mm-hmm. I don't know I, th- I think it's definitely a mixture 
So yeah, because what 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 they'll do is that because like I think the coach will know that they screwed up or whatever, or there's no other way outside of unless the client literally did not follow the plan. Then in my opinion, why the heck are you letting the client get on stage? I know letting's a very strong like controlling term, but why are you letting them or so not having at least having the chat with them saying, hey, something's up. Uh, we should pick the next one or something, right? And that should be that chat should be had maybe two weeks out outside of a rabbit out of a hat. But yeah, kind of what I'm saying is that these coaches will know that and then they'll blame the judges trying to manipulate the client into going, oh yeah, it was the judges, it wasn't me. Whereas the smart clients will go, no, 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 you just, I picked the wrong the wrong uh, horse trainer in a sense, right? Like, and so that, that's where, that's where I'm going. Cause I, and, and these these coaches, they will even take to social media and blast the organization and say, the judging was crap. My girl should have won. And they will go that far because that's how I want to say weak. They are in a sense, like, of course I don't ever want to admit when I screw up, but if I, if I don't like, then there goes my integrity. There goes Marty's 10 year career. It's just, it, it, no, it, it, it's, a, it's so silly to, to hear that. Like I do know, and I do get when the judges do flip flop. Um, I had actually a really good um, experience with that because there is not a lot of politics I know in the the ABBA, which is the Alberta Bodybuilding Association, where we were. Because I had a guy in a show, and I never tell the judges who my clients are, but I'm I, I'm the MC at these shows, and so I talk to the judges directly all the time, da da da. And I never tell them that. And then there was a tie for first in the men's physique category, and my guy came in second. He lost the tie, and so I went afterwards and said to the the head judge, Nathalie, I said, "Hey." Uh, can you tell me why Eric did not win first over this guy? And she said, oh, he posed himself out of the show. His posing was really wasn't that good. I said, oh, thanks. I'm his coach. And she said, oh, you're his coach. She, she goes, why don't more coaches come to me and ask that? Like in that way, not, not in like, what the hell? So then right then and there, I was like, this is super cool. Like, cause now they, they like, there's no way that like there's possibly could be that because she said no he still was game in second yeah. if i knew you or like she didn't say that but yeah. it was implied right so i love that like i if i want i don't want my clients to win because of who megan marty is if that ever becomes a friggin' thing but i think it's ridiculous like and i don't want to go too far into politics i think they're ridiculous i think just like prize fighting boxing i think all that stuff the whole fixed stuff like when girls very 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 obviously should have placed over another girl and they don't that's a bunch of crap it's just what what are you because now you want to talk about uh, complexes. Now we got this girl that thought she was going to win or coach said they were going to win. Friends said they were going to win. Everyone thought they were going to come in second. And then now what on that brain? Yeah, well, the judges said because you can only say so much to the, the girl saying, listen, it was a it is politics or whatever. It's just like. Like you call a girl a pretty a hundred times. One guy says yeah. they're ugly, and what do they think? It's just like that's the. It's it just. It, it, I've seen it destroy people. I, and I, it, like at this, but, uh, there's some discrepancies, obviously, at the pro shows. There's there's no way that there hasn't been. I've heard it for years. It, it maybe be as less or more than what we think. But yeah, like that. That's gonna uh, if that's happening somewhere, that's gonna stop as well. So yeah. Yeah, there's definitely uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's politics in the UK, Canada, US, everywhere. I <laughs> I'm trying to be them. Careful about what I say now, but yeah, there is politics everywhere. Definitely, it's just hard. Yeah, it's, it's just hard from from like the, the mental aspect, or even like yeah, outside of yeah, you wanted the first or whatever, and, and and you didn't get it. Yeah, you feel terrible for your client, but like to, and, and all of that. But then the emotional mind frame is there as a negative. So I find if the coach is going to be negative too. Uh, that's just going to perpetuate stuff. And so, and I, and I really like to think or really like to hope that if the coaching is out in the media and they see the negativity being floating around, that they kind of gravitate um, away. Like if clients enjoy that negativity or enjoy jumping on the, the bash wagon too hard, like everybody 
company gets upset. I get it. I get upset. I get it. But if everything is so like it's this is a, and they're, they're very blamey in a sense where mm. nothing is their fault. I don't like they they don't mesh with me as clients. They really yeah. don't. Like you know what I mean? Like and, and they don't mesh with me as a person because I will blame me too. So that's uh yeah I that's what I like to like to see that the the coaches you know will say clean it up in a sense of uh, become more um accountable yeah definitely right awesome i think do you know what i've written down everything that we've covered so i can write it on the uh, podcast description and i've got one Good. two three four five six seven eight nine ten topics over ten topics we've Woo. covered i think we smashed it good. you got me sweating over here that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay so i actually ask um you gotta laugh at this I ask people what makes them not just a bikini girl, but obviously you're not a bikini girl, but mm-hmm. did you give something which is like completely not related to fitness, but people would have... Oh, sure. Um, the, the three kind of massive passions I have in my life are fitness, fashion, and music. I am a dance, uh, electric electric dance music uh, DJ here and there. I, 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 I used to do, play quite a few shows. I think it's great. I used to be in a punk, I used to be in a punk rock band in university. And yeah, I, I think like I'm not the best at fashion, but I, I, I always put up that I'm a semi-pro hair model because I just love altering my hair and doing some stuff like that. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a kind of been the, the different stuff outside of there. And I love that you asked that because I am, I ask on my questionnaire, what do you do outside of the gym? Because I borderline need people to have different hobbies because what, let's say if this is it and this gets wrecked, then I know from a mind frame standpoint, this is their only thing they have to lie back on. But yeah, so between yeah, between DJing, between um, I like dancing. I obviously, like going to the the dance shows, and I do dance. Uh, I'm not, I don't go to as many anymore as I used to because I get up early to to um, check in on the girls on the show day, obviously. Yeah. But uh, and and I live I live in a town called Red Deer where there actually isn't ever outside of maybe two a year shows here. So I do have to drive an hour north or drive an hour south to get to them. So I, I do that purposely. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's definitely it. I, I think it's I think music is the one thing that always kind of spoke to me the most. And uh, I wasn't the best at guitar. <laughs> so that and I, I was an OK DJ and just but they, and I really like keeping it as something I do for my friends. I've played a little couple minor shows as like an opening DJ. That's just something that's pure fun. That's so unrelated to fitness that my, it's my brain dump. You know what I mean? I still love to, to listen to new music and to find out new stuff like that. It used to be video games, but everyone says you're, when you get older, you'll stop enjoying video games as much. And man, are they true? I, I, I do enjoy a certain, you know, sometimes here and there is kind of the same like brain dump, like I said, but uh, nah, it's kind of fallen off there. What, what is yours? I, I don't know if I've necessarily heard yours yet. What, what, else, what, is, what is your not a bikini girl? Why are you not just a bikini girl? Oh, God. I'm, I'm quite creative. If you get me with, oh, I'm so old, if I'm going to say this. I love knitting. I was going to say, you're going to you're gonna knit me a toque and send me up for Christmas, aren't you? That's great. That's great. <laughs> you got it. I, I have a thing for toques. I gotta, I've, I'm serious. I've got probably about five or six toques from my clients that they've knitted me, and I, I love mittens, and I love toques. So there, that's the other thing. I've, I'm a mitten and a toque guy. That's my collection. There you go. I love asking these questions to people because it just completely opens like your mind to everything. Up oh yeah, it. absolutely. Isn't that Which funny? Is so yeah. But yeah, I'm really arty. Um, before fitness, I was. I do a lot of like abstract art. I do knitting. I do um, painting. Forget the chance. Photography. That sort of thing. Like yeah, before fitness, it was art. I was actually going to be. Well, I wanted to work in an art gallery when I was at uni. No way. That's super. Well, yeah. 
yeah that that's pretty much i guess what makes me not just a bikini girl so yeah. cool i think we'll wrap it up there where can people find you if they want to ask you any questions about this podcast absolutely Anything. yeah I, I, i've been on two podcasts now that you uh obviously know about which is joe's on the optimal physique podcast that was on beast fitness radio and i w- i will say it here that uh I have one of my own in development because I enjoy them. And so it's going to be released, I hope, really soon. I'm waiting on the website and some iTunes approval stuff. But, yeah, so that's gonna that's where I've been ghosting my energy, too. I think we have seven or eight recorded, and it's going to be a fun ride. I just can't wait to get out a lot of what I have to say in terms of experience and mindset. I don't think people have really... I love that's why I love it. You were you were one of those big inspirations for me for sure. Is that I don't think enough people are bridging mind frame with body frame. We'll say, and that they uh, they 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 seem to have podcasts about mind frame. They seem to have podcasts about body, or if they have anything that's kind of linking them together, it's not with a weights for uh we'll say weights resistance training or or yeah we'll say bodybuilding perspective to it. So. I think it's going to be a fun a fun ride because uh, it's it's I have enough people that I want to write out so much stuff to and I can say you know what this is going to be on this podcast so that's going to be really cool. Nice. So where can they find you for now then until that podcast goes live? Instagram at at coach or sorry at Mega Marty Coach because I, I I've I put that out there first. So all the words are together. That's where I'm active the most right now. I really enjoy Instagram. I am at Mega Marty Nutrition on Facebook, and then my email is just Marty at MegaMarty dot com. Awesome, and you are made for podcasting, like. Definitely. You've got a voice for podcasting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I've already been joking. I put it up there like, oh, he's got the voice for podcasts. Like, you get like, it's just like they're, they're making fun of like my, my wacky hair and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you got it. That's right. Face for podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I love them. I think it's enjoyable as heck. I, I talk a lot. So if so, anyone wants to listen to it, that's on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've got this far, guys, well done. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Congratulations. We'll email you a toque as well. Just send us your address. <laughs> email you a picture of a toque. Honestly, the amount of times this podcast, I've tried not to laugh. Like, it's just been too much. Yeah, there, there Listen, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you for watching or for listening. If you haven't subscribed, then please do. And yeah, see you guys next one.